0: On this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I sat down with Sherry Benelli. Sherry is a SEO expert. She recently spoke at Traffic and Conversion Summit, and she's super knowledgeable on SEO. And we do talk about SEO and some of that stuff towards the end of the episode. But this interview really took an unexpected twist for me because Sherry uh, had a business that was going to be very successful, that failed. And she's been building back up since then. And during this interview, Sherry and I got real about entrepreneurship and the ups, the downs, and how to deal with everything that comes with not just success, but the failure of of running a business and being an entrepreneur and how to get through those downturns and those cycles where nothing seems to go your way. And I think that's where the, the real meat and value of this interview is. And uh, I know you're going to enjoy it. I decided because of how the interview went to title this episode, Getting Real with Sherry Benelli, grab a drink, get a chair, sit back, enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast.
1: Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast.
0: Hi, and welcome to What's The Secret Podcast. Sherry, how you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, Tom. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. I've been actually really looking forward to having you on the show talking about... I mean, I know you have a couple of things going on. One, I know you have a lot of experience just in, uh, in business in general, but also specifically on the agency side with Google My Business and some things like that. And it's something that I haven't really talked about much on the podcast, And so I know listeners are going to get a lot from it. So I've been looking forward to this. Glad you could carve out some time. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited as well. Yeah. Well, maybe we could start off with listeners that haven't seen, read or heard of you before. Maybe you can tell them a little bit about Sherry and where you came from, how you got here. And uh, then we'll we'll go from there.
2: Yeah. So first of all, Sherry Benelli, I own a digital marketing agency called Early Bird Digital Marketing in lovely Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I actually got started doing digital marketing back in 1998. Um, Google, I think, was in beta at that time. I don't really think it had launched yet. So the big search engines were AltaVista and Lycos and Yahoo and Excite. So, you know, we were trying to rank high on those types of um, search engines. And I launched an e-commerce and website that was based primarily selling pregnancy and baby related products. And so that's how I got started in digital marketing. So it was really funny because when I launched that site, people were so leery about putting their credit card information in. I mean, PayPal had just launched at that time. And my first online sale was actually a physical check that I got in the mail. That's that's how crazy it was. People did not trust entering credit card information online. So I got started in digital marketing that way by launching an e-commerce website. And so now I specialize um, in a variety of things, mostly search engine optimization. You mentioned Google My Business, now called Google Business Profiles, I do a lot with that. Yeah, I keep that. forgetting that. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I do too. I have to always think about, how do I say that? Google business profiles, yes. And so I'm a Google business profile gold product expert, which basically means I volunteer a lot on the help forum. And, I, you know, I am very well versed in a lot of the ins and outs of that platform and I also do a lot of content marketing. I do a, a writing for search engine journal and my uh, first article for ad week launched this week as well. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, wow, that's
0: fantastic. So, well, one thing about your intro there I wanted to uh, to ask you about because, you know, most people probably don't consider Iowa <laughs> a mecca of uh, digital business and uh, marketing. So It's it. I think there's two things about that that I find interesting. I want to ask you about one is obviously, you know, the power of the internet and the digital age to be able to start and do things from anywhere you are. But what are, you know, like, have you noticed, are there challenges to being not as connected or in an area that's not as business related that, that you might be able to shed some light on for other people out there that might be in that same situation?
2: Yeah, so when I got started in digital marketing, I was living in California. So that kind of helped a little bit. I was actually working in publishing, the technology publishing area. And so I was publishing and um, editor and marketing manager for technology publishing books. So that helped, right? So that helped me definitely with the e-commerce part of things and setting up websites and marketing and search engine optimization. But we eventually moved back to the Midwest. I'm from Iowa originally. But what I found is that it really doesn't matter. I'm able to network a lot of the time through LinkedIn, through Twitter, um, through a variety of social media platforms, and even just via email and find connections and meet people without having to be anywhere. One of the great ways that I find people to network with, you know, influencers and other people that I can connect with and that we can mutually create beneficial relationships with is by speaking at conferences. So for instance, I recently spoke at Trafficking Conversion Summit. I didn't spend a lot of time at the sessions. I actually spent a lot of time just talking to people and finding people. And the sessions I did attend, I usually went up to the speaker afterwards And talked with them, you know, told them a little bit about what I was doing, found out a little bit what they were doing and figured out, you know, how we can maybe connect later at a later time to figure out how we can like work together. So, you know, those types of things, it doesn't matter where you're at. You know what I mean? You don't have to be in California or in New York. You can be anywhere these days.
0: Yeah. I think there's something there that you hit on that. I, I harp actually a lot on this, on this podcast is like, I think a lot of people have this misconception that they're going to start a digital business and somehow it operates different than every other business out there. And you're not going to need to actually interact with people, right? Like you're not going to need to network, not, but the reality is you you absolutely have to do those things. And, uh, I've been a very, um, like I didn't go to a lot of conferences early on. I, I've just recently started to kind of do that stuff. And I've been amazed at how, like just how beneficial they are, you know, Just going as an attendee, not even Mm -hmm. speaking at them. But then also just the various people that I interact with that are successful. Almost all of like a lot of the connections people have made in the digital world come from those events. They they met at traffic and conversions and they hung out with and they both helped each other in the business and all those things. So I think that's a really great tip to to help people stay connected. And then also, you know, just using what's out there to to actually network and, and build those connections as well.
2: Absolutely. And you'd be surprised, Tom. I mean, some of the people you reach out to on LinkedIn, they'll reply to you. I mean, I'm starting, I'm launching a podcast called the Marketing Plan Podcast. And the people that I've reached out to, and some of them are like really big influencers, responded back and said, yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy to be interviewed. And I'm like, holy, you know, crap. No <laughs> yeah. way. Are you kidding me? And it's just because either they spoke at a conference that I spoke at, or, you know, I happened to read an article that they wrote and I mentioned it. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, there's ways to reach people and get connected with people almost anywhere you're at. So definitely take a shot and and reach out and see what you can do to make those connections.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because I discovered that same thing when I launched this podcast. Like I reach out to a lot of a lot of people who didn't really know me at all. And I almost always got some type, like, I think I was doing this podcast for gosh, over a year before I got the first person that told me no. Yeah. It was only because they were like, I'm just too busy right now. Reach out to me later. Like, and I reached out to a lot of, you know, a lot of, like you said, like what I considered bigger people. And I thought, well, they're never going to answer me. I mean, they don't know me from Adam, but like it was super, they were, you know, super nice and willing to come on and just support somebody trying to do something.
2: So, yeah, no. Yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, cause if you think about it, they are people too, they're business owners too. I mean, they're, yeah. they're just the same as you and I. And so I think that's what a lot of people get intimidated, but my feeling is you have to take a chance. And if you're in business, that's what you have to do. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit also about, you know, search engine optimization and things like that. Because I know you've kind of carved a niche for yourself in that area. So maybe like, let's talk about that first. Let's talk about, you know, what are some tips or um, things you could give somebody who's looking to carve a niche for themselves, maybe in in a particular field, whether that's, you know, whatever it is. Is there anything specifically you did that helped you kind of like, break in and, and and get that reputation as being kind of the person to talk to about that.
2: Yeah. Well I'm not the only person to talk to about that. There's there's a ton Well of one of the out people there I that, should say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one <laughs> of the there's, people. One of the people. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that know way more than me. But one of the things that I did was um I definitely it helped to start writing for some of the top websites. And one of the ways that helped me get started was I actually did some work with Bright Local. And so I wrote content for them. And that kind of led me to write for various websites like Search Engine Land and Moz. And so once I got in writing with them and they saw the quality of my writing and my content, that helped. So when I was no longer writing and working for Bright Local, you know, I simply asked these websites, Hey, can I keep writing? And they're like, yeah, you write great stuff. We'd love to have you keep writing. And so that was like my lead in, you know what I mean? And it's tougher nowadays, I think to start writing, but once you build up a portfolio somewhere, whether that's like in a local journal, let's say you have a local website, a business website that someone produces, start at, ask if you can write for them once you show that you can put out great content, you know, do that by all means. And then you'll have a portfolio that you can show people. So when I reached out to search engine journal, it was, for instance, it was much easier for me to say, Hey, look at these articles that I put out here, here and here. And they were able to say, yeah, we'd love to have you write for us. You know what I mean? And so that was one of the best ways to get known in the industry. And then I could, you know, go out and do the speaking events. And one of the ways that I got started speaking, Tom, was I'm a score mentor. And so I did local score workshops. And even though sometimes there'd only be like three or four people or 10 people there, it gave me the confidence to learn how to speak in front of people and learn how to, you know, create presentations and answer questions on the fly. And so I was able to then go out and pitch Speaking events, you know what I mean? And so that also helped build my credibility in the industry as well. So, those are, I think, the two biggest things that kind of helped grow my reputation and helped me, you know, build my SEO credibility in the industry. That's awesome. I'm not familiar with SCORE. What is that? SCORE is basically a nonprofit um, business, small business association group. And what they do is they mentor businesses that need help. And they're typically very small businesses. So if you go to score.org, you'll be able to find a score chapter within your community. And it's free mentoring services. And they have workshops and everything like that. You know, So if you need help with your finances for your business, they'll have a mentor that can help you with figuring out your finances. If you need help with marketing, they have a mentor that can help you with your marketing plans. And it's all free. Now, it used to be that they were all retired business own, business people that mentored these business owners, but what they found recently is that most of the retired people didn't know digital marketing, and that's what people need to know these days. And so when I asked to volunteer at my score chapter, they're like, yes, heck, we need you. Even though you're not retired, we need your skills because we don't know, you know, these 80 and 70 year old people don't know digital marketing. And so, um, I started, you know, volunteering for a score and then I started doing workshops for them, but that was really good experience for me because it taught me how to present in front of people and talk in front of people, which I had never really done before. So that's kind of how I got started.
0: Well, that's really great. And there are, there are some other things in there too, especially about like, you know, the writing for the publications and things like that. Like One, you know, you mentioned quality content, which like anything, when you're, when you're trying to, you know, be an entrepreneur, break into something, do something like you have to hone your craft and get better at your skill, whatever that is, whether that's creating content or doing those kinds of things.
1: This episode of What's the Secret podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build recurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to OfflineSharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today
0: but you know also something that stuck out to me is like it's just like anything else like th- breaking in getting that first that first thing is typically the hardest whether you're mm-hmm. talking about getting a you know whether you're talking about starting an agency and getting your first client or whether you're talking about you know, you're going to launch a digital product and getting your first affiliate, like, like that first thing is always the most difficult. And sometimes getting that first thing can take a while as you hone your craft and as you get better. And as you just can, you know, as you stay kind of relentless and just persevere through it. But once you do it, like, like you said, a lot of times it tends to cascade into a lot more things because now you're like, you're in, you know. Oh, you've already done that. Like, it just makes it easier. But uh, I think when we were kind of talking about this a little before the show, that feeling of not getting that break can feel like it's going to take forever.
2: Right. 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 And one of the first ways I got started writing was writing for the Quarter Business Journal, which is an Iowa City, you know, online publication. And they also have a print version. But that was something that I was able to show people and say, here's a quality of writing that I can do. So, I mean, that's how I got started. I didn't get started writing for the big leagues at all by any means. It was through a, a, you know, a local website. And so that's how I think everybody gets started. You don't get started writing for, you know, a big publication or a big website right away. You get started, you know, small and that's how everyone typically starts. And that's, perfectly normal and perfectly natural. So, you know, what I tell people is start small, work your way up and eventually you'll get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really, that's interesting that you, that you say that I, you know, that makes me, I want
0: to know, like, I know you've been through lots of ups and downs in your business career and things like that. Like what's, what are some tips, some advice you can give people that maybe are, you know, are in kind of a downswing (laughs) of things, right? Like how do you how 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 does sherry you know, stay positive, continue to persevere, and keep moving forward? Like, what are some of the things you do to make that happen?
2: Well, first of all, when I'm down, i'm I'm not positive, tom. Um, and And it's funny because you know when I talk to other entrepreneurs and business owners who have been in similar situations, you know, like I had to file bankruptcy with my first business through no fault of my own. And that was probably the deepest, darkest hole that I have ever been in. And it took me a really long time to figure out how am I going to start another business? What am I going to do? You know, I was really successful with my e-commerce site and it got snatched out from underneath me without me really doing anything wrong. And it, it took me a long time. But what I realized was I am an entrepreneur entrepreneur, and it's really hard for me to work for somebody else. You know, I had to get a full-time job after that. And I realized that working for somebody else is just not something that, that, is, that works for me. And so I think the way I stayed positive was, okay, I'll go to work every day. I'll do my thing. I'll put in my best effort there. And then at night, take care of my kids and I will get online and start thinking about what am I going to do next to, to build my next business. And so that's what I did. And I think knowing that I always had more ideas in my head, more ways to, to think about what can I do next to help start my next big idea was how I say mo stayed motivated and stayed, um, you know, thinking positive about what can I do next? Because I I didn't want to be in the corporate world. I didn't want to be working for somebody else. And I really, for instance, wanted my kids to see that, you know, you can run your own business because I personally, quite frankly, think everyone should have their own business. You know, if nothing else to write off, you know, tax for tax purposes, to write off, you know, the paper, the printer, the computer, and those types of things, So, you know, to stay positive, I think, is to always know that there's going to be something around the corner. You just don't know when it's going to happen. And you just have to know that something good is coming. You just don't know when. And I think, you know, like you and I have have discussed in, you know, previous conversations, you just don't know when that's going to happen, but it will happen. And that's how you have to just think about things.
0: Yeah, well first of all, I love the fact that you said, "Oh, when things go bad, I'm not always happy or positive. I'm not always <laughs> right. positive." Like it's awesome to get real cuz I think there's another thing like you know, in this age of podcasts and YouTube videos and everybody talking about what a great entrepreneur they are, I think people lose sight of the reality, right? That those are those are uh content created moments and images. Right. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur and you've invested your time, your energy, your money in something and it doesn't work, it sucks. And yeah. you're going to, you're going to feel crappy and it's okay to feel crappy. Like that's normal. That's like, that's, you, you shouldn't just be like, Oh, well, you know, like, Oh, let's just keep hustling. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like, no, you're gonna, you're gonna have the, you're going to have emotions. You're going to, you know, you're going to have I mean, I mean, I know I do. I have weeks where, man, I just don't feel like doing stuff, right? Like, I just, mm-hmm. it it's just like pulling teeth to to just do anything related to um, business or whatever, for whatever reason, I'm just not motivated, right? But I think that's where, and, and I see this with you a lot, Sherry, that's where uh, just continuing to move forward little by little. And I think the discipline of having the habits and the things that you're doing anyway, right? Like, you continue to write and publish articles and do those, even though the results may not be like happening as fast or whatever you want. Like you just continue to do those things and Mm -hmm. setting those deadlines and meeting them. And uh, I think that's really great. So yeah, Yeah. it's awesome that we, I I feel like we just got real there for a minute, you know?
2: And I
1: think
0: people need to hear that, right? Like it's not all butterflies and rainbows.
2: (laughs) Well, and I think that's the thing. I think, you know, in the day of social media, people always put like the happy stuff up they never put up i'm really freaking sad today and i'm really depressed today nobody nobody very rarely will put the honest truth up there yeah and you know that's why i think everybody feels like they have to be happy and chipper and my life is so great nobody's life is great all the time and i think if we admit that to ourselves and to other people i think we'd all feel a lot better I mean, yeah. I, I know, you know, just talking to other entrepreneurs that have been through bankruptcy and losing a business and losing as much as I, I did with my first business. It made me feel really a lot better to know that I was not the only one that had been through that. And, you know, a lot of those people admitted they were down in the dumps for a really long time. And so... You know, I think people need to realize that if things are not going well for you right now, it's okay to feel like crap. It's okay to take a time out and just realize, okay, I'm feeling really horrible right now. The thing is, you can't dwell in it and too long. And you have to think, okay, what is the next thing I need to do in order to move on to the next thing that's going to help me move my business forward? Or think of another business idea that I can move on to help me go to the next level. I think that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And so this got me thinking about, so like I recently just the other day watched with my wife, this new Bo Burnham comedy special called Inside. And one of the things that struck me about this is like, it's this thing he films in this one room during the pandemic. But I thought it was like a perfect example of the entrepreneur journey because he starts off like, hey while we're locked down, I'm going to do this special, you know? And he's all up. And like, as it progresses, he just slowly, like the next thing is like, I'm never going to be done with this. You know? And it's like, I don't want to be done with this. And then it's like, I'm not in a good place. I can't get you. Like it's like, and I'm like, that's like what it's like to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you have this thing that you got to get out there and like, you're trying to get it out there and it's just, it's up and down. But yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great advice that you picked. I think the important thing there too, is the not to dwell on it. also too, like looking for outside support, other entrepreneurs, talking to people, realizing you're not alone. Other people have been through that. They made it through. The chances are you're going to make it through as well. Mm-hmm. So yep. really awesome. yeah, awesome. Um, man, I, I wanted to, I was going to talk about Google My Business Profiles and we didn't at all. So I, I do want to touch on that real quick though, because yeah, I know we have a lot of, um, you know, there's people that listen to this show that have agencies. There's also people that listen to this show that, uh, are trying to start an online business, get that going, things like that. And maybe they don't really know a lot about search engine optimization, stuff like that. Maybe you could uh, just give them a couple of quick pointers on the best way to go about getting familiar with mm-hmm. SEO. Yeah. Um, and then why don't you like uh, sort of let listeners know where they can find out more about what you have going on, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then we'll go from there.
2: Yeah, sure. So, with regard to search engine optimization, it's not so much, you know, writing content and shoving a bunch of keywords on your page anymore. There's still a lot of businesses that think that that's what they have to do. That's not it. Google is really looking for quality content that answers questions that people are searching for answers. And so, Keyword research is important, but it's more trying to figure out what questions do your customers have? So if you have a business, talk to your sales reps, talk to the people that answer the phone. What questions are people asking about your plumbing business, about your landscaping business, about your photography business and write content? It doesn't have to be blog posts, but write pages for your website about those questions and elaborate and answer those questions on your website. Those are the types of content that Google's looking for. They're looking for authoritative sites as well. And so that means that you have to have credibility. You have to be considered an authority in your industry or in your local market if you're a local business. That means you have to get backlinks from other related businesses or authoritative sites so that Google can say, hey, you know, the Chamber of Commerce in Cedar Rapids is linking back to Sherry's business's website. And this other website who publishes an article that Sherry wrote is linking back to Sherry's website. So Sherry's website must be pretty important. Those are the types of things that Google's looking for. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of factors that go into how Google determines you know, how a website ranks. If you're a local business, claiming and optimizing your Google business profile, formerly called Google My Business, is really important if your business qualifies. So online-only businesses cannot claim Google business profiles. You have to have a business that you actually meet with customers either at your place of business or, or wherever they're at. And that can be, you know, you can meet customers at a coffee shop, for instance. So I run my agency out of my home. And so when I meet with my local customers, I usually go to their place of business or I meet them at a coffee shop or take them out to lunch. And we strategize that way. Or, you know, if you're a landscaper, for instance, you're actually going out to the customer's place of business. So those are the type of businesses that can claim Google business profiles. But I would say Google business profiles are probably one of the fastest ways for local businesses to rank high on Google. And so if you're looking for, I would say, quicker wins with ranking on Google, claiming a Google business profile is probably the best place to start. But just claiming that is not going to do it. You have to have a great website along with that, because Google looks at your whole online presence and determines how businesses are ranking, even on the, you know, the Google local three pack on the local finder on Google maps and all of those properties. Um, headings are important. People forget about headings. I, I kind of describe headings almost like chapters in a, in a textbook where the chapter Name would be like a heading one. And then the subheading would be a heading two. You know, you can only have one chapter title, right? So you can only have, or you should only have one heading one on your page. So there's lots of information that you can find online about search engine optimization. Moz.com has a great beginner's guide for SEO. So if you just do a search for Moz.com SEO beginner's guide, I think you'll be able to find it. And um, I'm trying to think if there's any other beginner's guides, but there's a ton of beginner's guides out there. Um, I actually created a course for LinkedIn um, and an an introduction to local search engine optimization. So you go to LinkedIn Learning and do a search for my name and introduction to local SEO. And that course is out there. I think it's only $24 to purchase that course. So that's another resource you can go if you're looking for local search engine optimization strategies. But there's a ton of resources out there. And I think the main thing is to start small and to then grow your knowledge. I didn't learn SEO all at once. I built on my knowledge base. And that's that's how I think everybody needs to do it. So don't expect to learn search engine optimization all in one day. It's going to take time for you to learn the most important things and I think that's the main key thing is just know that there's a lot of information to know, but the main thing is to get your page structure down and make sure your content is high quality and that you're answering questions people are curious about when it comes to your business.
0: Awesome. And where can listeners go to find out more about you and what you have going on?
2: Yeah. So I have a couple of things going on. Uh, first, you can go to earlybirddigitalmarketing.com. And I'm also going to be launching a podcast soon for marketers. And you can go to marketingplanpodcast.com. Or if you're on Twitter, you can also follow me at Sherry Bonelli. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-B-O-N-E-L-L-I. Those are the best ways to reach me.
1: Awesome. Well, Sherry, I really appreciate you taking time to
0: hang out with me and the listeners. It was an awesome podcast. I mean, a, a ton of... I I think, I think the the way I would phrase it the best is like, we got real about being an entrepreneur, right? And, yep, we, and we talked yeah. about some things. So I think that's really awesome. I, I know listeners are going to love it. And if you do love this episode, if you could do Sherry and I a favor, go to wherever you listen to it, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. You can, Absolutely. Yeah. And you can find all the links and stuff for this episode, things that Sherry mentioned uh, on the show notes for this episode, which live at TomGaddis.com. Just click on Sherry's episode. You'll find all that stuff there. Sherry, thanks again for being on here. Really appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Tom. I had a lot of fun. Hope people get a lot of information out of it.
0: Yeah, me too, me too. And don't forget to check out the show notes, TomGaddis.com. I'll see you on the next episode of What's The Secret Podcast. Stay safe, everybody.
1: Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.